0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Got Hoops podcast. I'm your co host, Shake, with the other co hosts, Alex, Max, and Summy. Today, we have a lot of topics to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, The first topic, the Nuggets. Um, They haven't missed a step without Jamal Murray this season. Do you think this will contenders with Jokic, you know, obviously being the leading MVP contender? Thoughts on the Nuggets?
1: Yeah, man. I think uh, you can't count them out just yet. Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped up. I think he's averaging like over 20 points per game since uh, Jamal Murray has gone out. I did a video on him actually, and when I was looking at his stats, like it kind of just blew my mind how good he's been. And if they're not, you know, true contenders this year, they are absolutely contenders next year because they have just about everyone on that team locked up on contract for at least next year. And it's hard to see anyone being on the level that, that they are given the talent on their roster.
0: Yeah, like, I I mean, I got to say, like, they're big three right now. I mean, with Jamal Murray, obviously, like, next year is going to be insane. Like, I think we're finally getting to see, like, what Michael Porter Jr. is capable of, even though it's sad because, you know, like, Jamal Murray got injured and stuff, and that's why we're seeing it. But with, I mean, I still think they could somehow make the finals. Like I wouldn't be, like, super surprised if they made the finals somehow.
2: Yeah, no. Especially with the way their defense hasn't really missed a step either. I mean, it's not like Jamal Murray like really added much on that side, but like he he was a pretty good defender. But uh, guys like yeah, Montemore, well, he
0: did make a uh, top five defensive player of the year rankings that one week randomly.
2: <laughs> that was uh, so You weird. you love that list more than anything, shake It's yeah. pretty cool. Right? It's, 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 it's waking up
1: every morning and TJ McConnell was on it.
0: Twice, it's, it's only right? because
2: TJ McConnell's on, on that thing exactly. No, so. nah, I honestly, people sleep on the nuggets. I think in main part, really because uh, Monta Morris and like Will Barton have also been hurt. Those are like two really good role players for them that have missed a lot of time, especially like since it kind of aligned with the Murray injury. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see those guys come back and especially like, honestly, just like the whole team, how they're look in the playoffs. I think they're not really going to miss a step. Uh, the only thing is like Jokic, maybe he, he's like, been a playoff performer like the last couple years but like he's also kind of had his like his times where he hasn't shot up and performed so i mean i'm still confident on him but uh yeah we'll see
1: i just want to point out that jokic is like one of the only stars uh, he might be like the only he's the only mvp candidate right now who has played every single game this season which yeah i just actually, want to point out that is absolutely insane
0: yeah, definitely. Like, like, cause the other MVP candidates are like, what? Um, this staff, NBA, staff. A yeah, game. Like, yeah, exactly. They've all missed not a substantial amount of games, but like at least some games. So it's like, I mean,
3: I to say, yeah, to
0: yeah, availability is the best quality. I mean, definitely for sure.
3: That's why like I can't put.
1: That's why I can't put Curry over him because like, Jokic has played every single game. That's <laughs> I mean you talk about valuable, a guy who's playing every single game, every single night, thirty plus minutes. Uh, that's the MVP right there.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: What do you guys think about Julius Randle's case though?
1: I think he definitely deserves to in my opinion, he's top five. Uh, I, get, I, get, I, wouldn't,
0: like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally against him being a top three. Like if, if somebody somebody's like trying to argue against him being a top three for argue for him being top three, I wouldn't, you know, be totally against it. hmm Yeah, for sure.
2: I mean, yeah, he he's been healthy all year for them. Like, you literally can't say that they'd be in the four spot without him. He he pretty much made the whole team go this year, and he's yeah. averaging what like twenty four a steal, six assists, ten rebounds. His efficiency has just been like through the roof. I mean, yeah, most people recognize him as the most improved player, but he definitely needs some love for MVP mm-hmm. too. Oh
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I mean, like going back to like the Nuggets. Like, what do you think? will – take for like the Nuggets to actually like get to the finals this year like even with that Jamal Murray like certain players to step up like what do you think will you know take what will take them exactly
2: honestly you're saying certain players stepping up and lately if you've been watching the Nuggets you'd notice Marcus Howard he's uh, he's that little point guard out of Marquette yeah he's just been coming off hella streams putting up threes and cashing them all I mean, he averaged like 30 in college, so he's really stepping up for them, and I'm kind of excited to see what he can do in the playoffs. So
1: here's the tough thing with with the Nuggets uh, for the playoffs, for them to potentially make the finals. Um, depending on how today's games go, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have to play most likely Portland in the first round, which is beatable. I could totally see them yeah. making pretty quick work of Portland. After that, if the Lakers end up in the seventh seed, uh, that's a really tough matchup if they beat Phoenix. So that would be Phoenix and the Lakers. They would either have to beat Phoenix or the Lakers, which are both tough matchups, yeah. but they would much rather see Phoenix, I think. Nothing against Phoenix. I think they have a very realistic shot at making the finals this year, but they would definitely prefer Phoenix because you never want to go against LeBron. Uh, say they do beat one of those teams, they will either have to play uh, Utah or the Clippers slash Dallas. I didn't mention Golden State because, as much as Steph Curry has been fantastic, I really don't see the Warriors making a huge playoff push. No. I'm just being realistic. Yeah. So, they're either going to have to beat the Lakers or Phoenix in the first or in the second round, and then they're going to have to beat either Utah, the Clippers, or the Mavericks in uh, the Western Conference Finals, which is no small task. No, it's but not. it's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean,
0: yeah, like I think the team is still like, I, I mean, Jamal Murray was definitely a huge part of that team, but like, I de- they're still like, they're moving on, like they're, they're moving forward without him, and like I think Jamal Murray, the biggest thing he provided was like scoring, and that was replaced with Michael Porter Jr. Okay. And then they added Aaron Gordon, like, to help with defense. And, like, I mean, the main reason why I think they got Aaron Gordon was to guard, like, the players like LeBron. And am not saying he could actually guard LeBron, like, you know, like, guard, like lock him down, but someone that
1: can guard him. Yeah, slow him down a little bit. Yeah, exactly.
2: I don't yeah. think many people are going to be able to slow – I mean – I know I said it earlier that like I was kinda <laughs> sus about Jokic, but like you just said like the path that they have. It doesn't really seem like there's gonna be a big who's gonna be able to like guard yeah, him for a while until they get to go bear. Yeah, I mean Which is really scary. The
1: bigs that they're gonna have to go up again against is, is uh, AD and
2: Gobert, yeah. I mean, is
1: Nurkic healthy right now? I can't is he been playing I think he's
0: <laughs> healthy. Okay, okay. so
1: sure. Nurkic, I'm not worried about him for Jokic. DeAndre Ayton, yeah, we're healthy. assuming he's going to be healthy
2: because mm-hmm.
1: um, he's been out. I think he missed a couple of games. Recently. Yeah, he's a
2: little banged right up now.
1: Um, not worried about Jokic with him. The Lakers, AD would be able to slow Jokic down, but it depends but on which version. That's where going.
2: Aaron Gordon and MPJ comes into also. They have those other scores
1: mm-hmm. without yeah, a doubt. Definitely, Gobert's really the biggest threat, and we've seen. I mean. If we're being realistic, Gobert gets bullied by top bigs. He The, does. the, the big mm-hmm. defensive impact that Rudy Gobert has is deterring people from even entering the paint. But when you have aggressive bigs like Jokic and bigs that can pass and bigs that have so much gravity like Jokic does, I think Gobert's not going to be a problem for him. So if they somehow made it to the Western Conference Finals and they go against the Jazz, I like that matchup for Jokic. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, as you said, Gobert gets
0: destroyed by, like, MB and all, like, the top centers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic just went off. But then you also don't think Jokic's game is really, like, necessarily dominant, if that makes Mm -mm. sense. Yeah, it's not necessarily dominant. It's kind of iffy, so I I don't know with that one. But, again, you never know. You never know in the the playoffs. Um, Going to the next...
2: Nah, nah, go on. (laughs) I was going to say his game game isn't dominant, but, like, he he like picks and chooses when he needs to a certain stuff. Yeah, know. that's true. That's true. That's true. But his but his offensive the ball flows is through dominant. him.
1: Yeah. His, his yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not scoring. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I can see that. Um, going to the next topic, uh, the Knicks are the fourth seed. They've clinched the fourth seed. Do you guys think they have a realistic chance to make an upset in the playoffs? Say, for example, if they play like the Bucks. I mean, I don't really know what the playoff like implications right now. I, have,
1: like, I have the playoff picture pulled up. I yeah. highly recommend during these segments talking about playoff implications if y'all. Yeah, that. it's definitely helpful for me. Yeah, right we probably should
0: do that.
1: But realistically, the only upset I could see them making uh, they're is probably, probably the Hawks. I could see them winning the first round for sure, but I would, I would be surprised if they won the second round because they're yeah. gonna have to play Philly. Yeah, exactly. I was just
0: looking at they're gonna play Philly and do you think they're capable of somehow pulling off an upset with, you know, Fibs as a head coach? Do, do, do you guys, I mean, what are your thoughts
2: on that? Honestly, I don't see them getting past the second round.
3: Yeah.
2: No, no. They kind of just run into a brick wall right there. there. There's not, I mean, yeah, there's probably a chance that they can give them, like, a little bit of a fight. I mean, just because of all the energy and momentum they've had with the second half of the season, but, like, who, who are they Who are they going to face in the second round? It was either Brooklyn or who?
0: No, uh, it's the 76ers that they face. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Washington, exactly.
2: okay, Washington's the 76ers. not going to be Philly, so. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, the 76ers, yeah. I mean, they've been, like, the most consistent number one seed aside from, like, Utah. So, I don't really see them getting through that. Uh, Randall's probably going to get shut down by Embiid or Ben Simmons, if we're being honest. And outside of Randall, I don't really think they they really don't have another go-to score. I mean, Derrick Rose has kind of had, like, flashes of that, but, like, nothing in comparison to what Julius Randles provided this season.
1: Yeah, completely
0: agree. I, I, I think – I'm not saying they're going to make it upset with the 76ers, but I think they'll definitely, like, give them a fight because other than Embiid on the 76ers, I don't really see a player with edge on that team. Ben Simmons, eh, sure, maybe – like in this playoffs, you need players with edge, and I don't know. I, I think I think the Knicks should give them a fight, but I think the will win. Like in the end,
3: like they're too yeah. talented to lose. I feel like for I would, like the Knicks. They're like their cap is the second round, but they probably will, like get one game out of the series, but that's pretty much all they would do, like the damage. Because with the Knicks is like they're having a historical, like or like, like a great season, and but they lack experience, everybody else has experience in every other team, and that comes crucial. So it's mm-hmm. like. You know Tibs sometimes with Tibbs flaws he pushes players to the max and they can break, and you know he needs to he needs to like figure out a perfect plan because like the seven sixers, I mean as you said Embi- Embiid is dominant so as you said vice versa nobody can stop him in the paint, honestly if they go against him like who's that team against the Knicks like. There's uh I think Robinson dude that dude Mr. Robinson I I think, isn't he injured? injured. Yeah, he's he's injured. injured. He's been oh, injured yeah. for so, a like, minute. I thought, you know so no- like, no- you know. Noel he's oh, he's all right but he's they not. They don't
1: gonna... have like they don't have like a defensive anchor. Yeah. Like exactly. you need that you need that like ma- major defensive presence to be able to stop or at least slow down guys like like we talked about with the Nuggets they've got like Aaron Gordon's a great defensive anchor and like the Knicks just don't have that they
2: don't.
0: I mean Julius. Improved defensively, but he's not
2: no anchor. Right. Not yeah, a- no, I, I've actually seen, like, a lot of people giving him, like, some props lately for how much he's improved defensively this year. Yeah. But, like, he, he by no means is, like, a stopper, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, so, since, like, we basically know what, like, the limit to their season is this year, I mean, what do you guys think they should do in the offseason then to kind of raise that roof a little bit? That's still so
1: tricky. They a free agent, but there's not really a ton of great free agents. Yeah, that's exactly.
2: I know. I'm pulling up the list. I'm really – like, honestly, I would love if Kawhi went there. I would love if he just left L.A. and went over to New York. Is, oh, this yeah. the,
1: is this the player option year for Kawhi? Or yeah, is this is a yeah, player option so year. Sure.
2: Okay. Yeah, and I yeah. think Chris Paul also has a player option, but I don't really see him leaving Phoenix. No. And then there's Mike, Con- Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar – yeah, honestly, I would love yeah. to
1: see Demar in New York, but he's yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah, Defensively, he doesn't make them better. If we're talking about them needing a defensive anchor, that's yeah, that's me. what I was going to say. Uh, is, that, is that enough? I like, like realistically, how yeah, much how much, much further does Lonzo put them?
0: uh I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't think he puts him so much further, but I think he definitely gives him another option. Like he's a 3 yeah. good point guard, and they don't the point guard right now position is very questionable. Like I don't see Emmanuel quickly being a uh, like a feature point guard for them. I, I think he's more like a Lou
1: Williams, like score kind of player. Yeah. And defensively, he's, he's not good. He's, he's a rookie. He's so really, you, yeah. you can't judge mm-hmm. a rookie's defense, but defensively Emmanuel quickly is not good on him He's
0: very small. too. I like, think six, one, six, two, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's pretty short guy
1: for sure. I mean, their defense their, – their defensive success comes from dibs. That's yeah. why yeah, their exactly. defense is so good.
2: Definitely, definitely, for sure. Yeah. The, the only, like, rim protectors I'm looking at that are, like, I, Serge Ibaka is, like, 32. He has a player option. He could be a guy that could go after. Montrez Harrell has a player option, but he is not a rim protector. Uh, no, He's no. been a liability for the Lakers all year. So, honestly, like – I mean,
0: they could always trade. I mean, trading is always an option.
2: Honestly, they have so many assets that that's really been their biggest thing. Like, but cat (laughs) maybe trade for cat. There's there's one player
1: that's been sitting in my mind, and that's Clint Capella. If they could somehow get their hands on Clint Capella,
3: that team that team is
1: filthy. I don't know what kind of package it would look like, (coughs) but Clint Capella, in my opinion, you can make an argument that Clint Capella is like. A top five center in the NBA,
2: just his rebounding and defense alone like puts him in that category. That. It's insane. And he's he liable.
1: Was, he's liable for twenty ten on any given night.
2: Like I don't know if like this is saying too much, but like he definitely didn't have like the same athletic prowess as like prime DeAndre Jordan, but just like kind of the same style as what I what I picture Quinn Capella as like that prime yeah, DeAndre Jordan, threat. like per, yeah, rim yeah. runner, perfect type. Yeah, but
0: think about that. I, I don't think Capella fits the Knicks without a playmaker. Like if you're gonna get Capella, you need to have Lonzo ball because you need somebody to feed him the ball. Like feed him lobs. And I don't see a passer on the Knicks that can actually do that. Like when he was on the Rockets, he had Harden. And now with the Hawks he has Trey Young doing
2: that. Yeah. Sad. So I
0: don't think he really has somebody throwing lobs to him on the Knicks. I, I wouldn't I think he would be a perfect defensive anchor, but I don't know if he'd be, you know, as much of a scoring threat. Mm-hmm.
1: They do have the Mavericks pick, and then I believe they have they have the Mavs pick and I believe they have their own pick. So if they could somehow strike on uh, if they could trade up in the draft somehow for a center um, or even find like a diamond in the rough uh, yeah. and get a center that way and then trade potentially for, or sign Lonzo in free agency. I mean, that, that would be the way to go, I think. Cause I think Lonzo's like a realistic player that you can go out and sign right now. And he adds mm-hmm. defense and then, you try to f- with I mean two first round draft picks. You try to find a center in the draft that can work for you, and they'll have Mitchell Robinson back next year. So they that should is gonna be. They huge. will probably. I, I don't think offensively Mitchell Robinson is going to do too much for them.
2: But he's another uh, rim runner, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
2: So he kind of like provides almost the same thing that Clint does, just not to the extent. No, I'm looking at the uh, 2021 draft, and the Knicks don't have a pick until 18 as of now.
1: Would you would you be willing to trade RJ Barrett for a star? He, oh yeah, if it means you get a star, I think so. Yeah, because I, I RJ's had a great season, but I'm just not sold on him just yet. Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to be a very solid NBA player. When he first came to the league, I was like he could be a star. Now I'm like I feel like his ceiling is slowly coming from like star down to like borderline all star, very good NBA player.
0: I can see that. I can see that
1: now yeah, because like. I, if they want to
0: get, like, a star, I think they'd have to trade a Roger Barrett at that point. Yeah, for sure.
2: I could see him being, like, a Chris Middleton-type player, like, that borderline all-star. Yeah. Thing. Like, Me he's so. a great 3 and D wing. Like, really the only area he needs to improve on is, like, his playmaking and just consistency overall. Mm-hmm. But, like, once again, like, he only has so much he can really do to, like, a great extent, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, going to the next topic... Um, the Coach of the Year is, has somehow actually become, like, a big topic as in, like, the award races because there's so many candidates you can think of. But um, the top two candidates right now are Quinn Snyder or Monty Williams for Coach of the Year. Who would you give the Coach of the Year to right now?
2: You know, like, around the All-Star game, I wrote an article that, like, gave my opinions for, like, the major award races. And, like, I had Quinn Snyder winning it there. But as the season's progressed, like, it's kind of hard to not sway towards uh, Monty Python, in my opinion. Monty Python. I mean, yeah, Monty Python. And so, I I mean, they found the Holy Grail with him in Phoenix, babe. You know what it is. I mean, what I think, like, the biggest thing that he's done, I mean, yeah, most people attested a lot of that success to Chris Paul early on. But that consistency sustained throughout honestly has come from them staying healthy. But it's also been Monty Williams, like kind of holding down the fort with them. And if you don't remember, once he got to Phoenix, like the first thing he did was, uh, changed Booker to a point guard. And that has just been so huge for them because like last year before Chris Paul was there, he was that primary playmaker. And so like that was definitely him expanding his game and learning more. But now that Chris Paul is there, it just does so much more with him. Now he's back at like his natural shooting guard position. He can Mm -hmm. bring the ball up when he needs to. He can make better passes. And that all comes from Monty Williams just coming in there and shaking up the bottle a little bit. So I give him a hell of a lot more credit than I did earlier this year. I like,
1: I like Monty Williams and he's probably going to be my pick for coach of the year, but from a, like, I don't know how to put this necessarily from a game plan and like scheme perspective, like X's and O's, I would probably say from that perspective, it's Quinn Snyder simply because you look at the amount of threes that the jazz have taken this year. Mm-hmm. like. He has, like, changed their system completely. They're taking a historic amount of threes. Uh, Their efficiency from three is something we have literally never seen before in NBA history. Uh, Their defensive uh, game plan on any given night, uh, anchored around Rudy Gobert, has been just knockout for every single team. So from, like, an X's and O's perspective, I would probably say it's Quinn Snyder, but I think Monty Williams probably – would be, I don't know. It's this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's think tough. both guys kind of deserve it. But Monty Williams, like you said, he did kind of shake up everything in Phoenix with the acquisition of Chris Paul. And, you know, we could make the argument that Chris Paul deserves co coach of the year. Just crazy. He's the coach it's on like, like that like,
2: Steph Curry or Stephen Curry, uh, Luke Walton situation or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I think both guys are deserving, but, uh, you know, if Monty wins, I'm not going to be upset. If Quinn Snyder wins, I'm not going to be upset. I think both of the guys have uh, just about an equally good case for it at the end of the day.
2: My thing is, uh, like, in terms of, like, what you said about, like, what you can do with that game plan, you have to remember, he's also had, like, a lot more time to kind of build that game plan in Utah compared to Monty sure. Williams.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's kind of why I give Monty the edge here, just because he came in, like, right away, and he literally took them from, like, no playoffs since Steve Nash to like literally looking Larry O'Brien in the face damn near. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. So that's, that's honestly, I think that's probably the biggest reason for me was just about how much he did in short of the time in comparison to Quinn Snyder, which I guess kind of sucks if you want to look at it in terms of like coach of the year, because you're supposed to look at it for like just the year. But I don't know, for me, it just seems to have like, uh, like I guess larger implications than just from this year.
1: Yeah. And I also think like one through 10, on that Utah jazz roster in terms of their depth, they have a better team on paper than that Phoenix team. Oh, just yeah, from like sure. a talent oh, perspective, yeah, yeah, one through 10 on that team are all good, solid NBA players. And then you look at one through 10 on Phoenix, they have some questionable guys in there. Like Javon, a lot Carter. of guys overplaying,
2: um, playing to be honest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dario Saric has not been great these past couple of months. So like, he's working with what he has. Whereas Quinn Snyder has, you know, one through 10 are all proven NBA players.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I think for me, I have to go with Quinn Snyder just because the number one seed. I mean, like, like when you think of a number one seed, you always would think like they have a superstar on that team. Like you, you would have a superstar on a number one seed team, but they're doing that without their superstar, without a superstar. And, even, some people will consider Donovan Mitchell a superstar. I, I don't see that personally. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yet. exactly, not, not yet. yet. And he's been out for a while the whole year, and they've still been able to stay as a number one seed, and that's been because of Quinn Snyder. Um, They've been they've game-planned around it, and Boyan Bogdanovich has taken a, a better scoring load. And, like, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder, but the, as you guys have said, like, they both have, like, great cases where, like, Monty Williams took the Suns from no playoffs to playoffs, number two seed. Quinn Snyder, they were, like, uh, eh, iffy team in the playoffs, not to a number one seed without a yeah. superstar. I mean, the Suns don't have a superstar either, but, you know. Uh, I, I won't go with Quinn Snyder, but I wouldn't be upset with
3: either. I will go with uh, Manti because, like, as I also looked at the, like, you know, thinking about, like, the, whole, the how the Suns were before and then, until he came in. Like, how the changes, like, Tibbs. Like, Tibbs has, a like, like, Tom Thibodeau has a great, like, case for this year, too, because, like, how he's made a change to that next team. And while they were all dysfunctional yeah, yeah. You know, the season before, but I mean, they're kind of close, but I feel like with uh, Snyder is like, he had more time with those guys yeah. um, and then implement that system. Um, definitely. He, they were already like a fourth or fifth seed every season when, while he was coaching them. And now this, this year they, they basically took us to the next level. But um, I feel like, you know, Chris Paul definitely has a do with like a huge fact to why the sons uh, are where they are right now. And they're, if they eight, on the
0: floor.
3: Yeah, if the Jazz yeah. lose uh, tonight, they're going to be the first seed. So if you talk about the first seed, they have a very high chance of making the first seed today, um, the Suns being the first seed. So um, either way, I, I wouldn't be mad whoever wins, but I feel like I'm, personally I'll go Monty just because of the fact that, like, you know, his record, he had only two two seasons with the Suns, and they made this far. So Yeah, I can see that for sure.
2: I think the biggest argument goes back to what Shake kind of said, though, was the fact that, like, the Suns weren't hurt at all this year. They had, like, the most consistent lineup, the least injuries. Whereas the Jazz, they kind of did, like, get banged up in, like, the middle towards, like, latter half of the year. So you're right. He did have a lot to build with or, like, also, a lot to try and fix and work around. Right.
1: Also, I think that, like, you kind of just touched on it, but uh, with the Suns and the Jazz um, – the Suns have, like – I'm not saying that they're, like, frauds or anything like that because I definitely think they are a finals threat. But some of these teams' records are inflated due to the fact that they haven't suffered from injuries as severely as some of these other teams have. So looks can be deceiving with mm-hmm. these records right now because, I mean, the Lakers. the Suns have been incredibly healthy. And then you've got the Lakers at 41-30, and 30, uh, almost 10 games behind uh, the two-seed. And they've been ravaged by injuries. Portland has been ravaged by injuries. They didn't have CJ McCollum for
3: pretty Dallas. much half
1: the season. Yeah. Dallas had injuries all throughout the season. So, you know, it's kind of tough to say. Even the Clippers, to an extent, they had, you know, some extended periods where they didn't have uh, Kawhi. They didn't have Paul yeah. George. They were missing yeah, some of their sure. main guys th- throughout some times. And they third season. has been so, injured.
2: Yeah. 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 That's
1: so, a good point. I, I, I don't want to put a ton of weight on team record, especially when it comes to like the one and the two seed where arguably like some of the more healthy teams in the Western conference this year. So, but I would still based on like coming in and making the team better immediately, I would say Monty Williams is probably going to be my pick. You've persuaded me. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I think I still stand by from like a game plan perspective. I think Quinn Snyder, Yeah. as you said, he's had so much time with these guys to craft the perfect system for them. And Mm. we're seeing
2: that now. A quick question though, like Cameron Payne and Frank Kaminsky, like are, are they good? Like, why are they playing like this? I I never never saw a day where I thought that I'd see Cameron Payne actually just dropping buckets on dudes.
1: Campaign's always, uh, except for his OKC days, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> campaign has always been the problem. Was on his other teams, he was just getting played too much, I think. But now I think. Monty Williams kind of has his role very dialed in. I think Campaign probably thought that he was better than he actually was for a good part of earlier on in his career. And now
2: Westbrook was gassing him up. That's why. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Oh, they and were now doing the little like, dances and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now he knows his role, and I think that mm-hmm. helps a lot. And then Frank Kaminsky, I just think the Suns are good enough that you can hide Frank Kaminsky's flaws.
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess
1: so, man. Because Frank Kaminsky, whew in charlotte he was not good
2: yeah exactly it's like he's back in wisconsin or something not, not that say, good. Say, yeah, not say, that yeah, good. Say, oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Wisconsin
1: Wisconsin Frank Kaminsky over any other player in NBA history.
2: <laughs> Damn straight. That yeah. drop step in the lane was nasty, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> Dude,
0: in that draft, I actually wanted the Pacers to draft Frank Kaminsky, and then when he went to the Hornets, a pick above, I was like, fuck. And then we got Miles, what? and I was like, you know what? You know, I
2: don't know what that. I, <laughs> I was so confused right why he wasn't the top overall pick, man. He yeah. was just the goat at the time. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was a good other time. This is this is why this is why we're not NBA scouts. (laughs) (laughs) Um
0: going to the next topic. I mean the season is ending basically today. Um or as in the regular season. What has been your favorite moment of the regular season so far with the games ending today?
2: Honestly, for me it's gotta be Westbrook getting that triple double mark uh I've just been such a I've just been such a fan of him like literally my whole watching basketball career I remember like uh I think it was like whatever March Madness Miles Turner was at uh Texas whatever that year was there was like a little preview of like the the playoffs with like Westbrook and Katie and like how they talked about their bond and how rare it was and like since then I was just like hooked and you know watching them in the playoffs and then after Katie left and when he had that MVP season, that's when I really became, like, a huge basketball fan. And me and my boy, Brian, we were just talking – yeah, shout out Brian if you listen. But we were just talking, like, so much shit with each other. We would argue between, like, James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook that year. Jeez. And I, I just remember Russell Westbrook, I wouldn't love the game like how I'd do if it weren't for him. So just seeing him kind of, like, earn and really etch his name into the history books, like, officially is just great to see. That's respectful, that cool, for sure. Yeah.
1: I think mine's got to be uh, OKC versus the Lakers when Lou Dort was clamping up <laughs> in the last moments of that game. And there's that picture that went viral after the game where like Lou Dort's got his hand like oh, yeah. Ron's face. And I was like, <laughs> this guy is a dog like this guy is going to be I, Dort's going to be. I don't think this is a hot take anymore. Dort is going to be in Defensive Player of the Year conversations at some point in his career. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, That's, I that's a that. completely rational take, in my opinion. That's an all-defensive team, for sure. Watching him, like, become a real NBA player this year, because last year it was kind of like, all right, we're putting a flyer out on this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see what happens. We've got him locked up for four years, $1 million a year. Dirt cheap contract. And now it's like, Okay, this guy is good. Like he is a good <laughs> NBA player, and that's been so fun to watch. And that game was like, all right, this guy's legit. This guy is real.
2: What was that the one where he put up thirty as well? Or
1: I can't remember. I think that might have been a different game.
2: Because I remember he had game. a couple. He had a couple games at the beginning of the season where he was just putting up like twenty two plus points a game. It seemed
1: he had a couple. Uh, he had a couple games where he dropped. Like twenty five plus, and then I think he had a thirty point game. in March he had like a crazy
0: point. month. He did like one crazy yeah. month. He was like twenty. It was or absurd.
1: Right? It was absurd.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. For my favorite moment of the season, as as a Pacers fan, like, I mean we we had a very up and down season, but I, I think like the biggest thing for me was like Caris LeVert coming back from everything he had to go through. Like, like him, yeah. like he had, like he had man had cancer literally, and like he came back and was if not the same player, a better player. So I, I think that was like my like favorite sequence of the season, as in, like, Karis LeVert, like, you know, everything he went through, maybe potentially not playing basketball ever again, to, you know, coming back, you know, averaging, you know, 25, 26 points per game in his last 10 games, and I, I definitely got to give it up to Karis LeVert. I think that's He fine. did as all a that with,
2: within the same season, man. Like, he exactly, had, exactly. he was diagnosed, went through surgery, rehab, and came back all within, like, well, like a three-to-four-month period. Exactly. That's nuts.
3: That's
0: crazy, exactly, for sure. No,
2: yeah. I uh,
3: no, I'm my. Oh, you go, go no, ahead. No, no, no. Um, What's your favorite moment? Oh no, I was gonna say the same thing as Max, like um, <laughs> seeing like, the Westbrook triple doubles. Yeah. Um, but I would just say like that. I mean, it, I can't really, you know, put it into words like that moment because, like, I've been watching the Wizards all year this year. So basically, when he did that, it was like all that, like all seeing them basically come back from where they were at like 13 C to all the way they basically got a playoff. It was like you know, at that moment. But, and then it was a closed game, too. Like, um, he made the triple-double, and then he uh, I wanted him to drive in, but he actually shot a three. And then, you know, we all know what happened after that. They lost. But to seeing somebody with that mentality um, and all the criticism, like, he's not a great shooter. He knows that, but, I mean, his confidence is sky. Like, he has the confidence, like, of somebody like that's, like, he thinks he can shoot. But, um, <laughs> like, honestly, like, you know, seeing somebody who has... Past one of the, like, one of the all-time, like, triple-double, like, he held it, and, like, you seeing, actually seeing him play through his career, like, I was unfortunate to not see Kobe Bryant play, but I'm fortunate enough to play, see, like, type of player, like, Russell Westbrook doing that, and then be able to tell, like, you know, people that weren't able to see it, like, yo, this guy was the dog at his time, so that was...
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, like in the beginning of the season, Russell Westbrook was like struggling. It was because of his injury and stuff. And then once like he was feeling better, like this man was he he been going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it led him to like breaking that record. Eventually,
2: it's crazy. Honestly, yeah. the the Wizards might be like the feel-good story of the year. Oh yeah, I, I like it. I don't—I I don't know if that's just me, but like everyone completely had them like written off at the beginning of the year. Everyone was saying trade Bradley Beal, like. Release Westbrook, trade him too. Why'd you even make that stupid trade? Like, they literally had no expectations. They were playing like straight dog water, and then, like, literally out of nowhere, Russell Westbrook just did what Russell Westbrook does, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely. I can see that.
2: I mean, mean, if uh, the play
1: in didn't exist, they secured a playoff spot, which is exactly exactly what they wanted when trading for Westbrook. Yeah, that's true. This season's a win in their books. This is a win.
3: Oh, of course. I feel like what Alex said before, like, you know, there a lot of the teams have their records don't really stand as how good they are and because of injuries or COVID-19 protocols and everything. I just feel like they're – the Wizards are basically one of those stories basically because, basically like, they got healthy and they basically made a push and they went 17 and 16 since April or right after All-Star. So, like, that's, like, a great backup point, like, you know, coming from that point, as he said. Like, you know, a lot of teams are like going through it and they're figuring out. Like the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Nuggets were really in, like I think eighth or ninth seed, and they basically got all the way. Yeah, to they
2: were down for a minute. Yeah. The hard, at, like four. Nate yeah. Yeah. This, yeah,
0: there's a lot of teams.
2: Yeah, a lot of ups and downs throughout the season. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's definitely. I mean, COVID I, will do that. Yeah. COVID had a lot yeah. to do with it, definitely. And it was like a lot of there was a lot of injuries due to like you know, um. Uh, people were talking about I the guess, short like, off season. The short yeah. off season, exactly. A lot of injuries. And mm-hmm. right? people were like, you know, eh, what the hell happened?
2: It, it would be so crazy to track to see, like, how our stocks would have done throughout the year. Like, on, like, the up, oh, down, absolutely. like, actual, like, <laughs> stock trend, you know?
0: We're going
2: to put a projection
0: on that in the next episode to see how much money we made. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> uh, going to the next topic, um, Give me a dark horse team you think could make it to the conference finals. I mean, you could like uh, the, the obvious names, you know, it would be like the Nets, the 76ers. Um, uh, I could say the could be another obvious, yeah, Bucks, one I think, yeah. 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 Lakers, uh, Clippers are maybe obvious. Give me one that would be a dark horse team to you that, to make the conference finals.
1: Dallas Mavericks. Oh, mm, I
2: like elaborate, it. elaborate. <laughs> I we saw what Luca
1: was capable of last year. That was his second year in the NBA, and typically, what we see from these generational talents is that they take a leap in their third year in the NBA. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's a great example, yep. um, and just historically, if you look back through NBA history at, at these generational guys that we see, usually their third year, and you know, fortunately, Luca's had the opportunity to play in the playoffs already um their third year is when they take that jump from you know being a very very promising young generational talent to becoming you know that guy like here they are they are here yeah. now and i think this is the year that we see luke could do something insane like it could be Averaging, you know, 37 points Throughout the playoffs It could be averaging a 30-point triple-double Throughout the playoffs It could be having, you know, a 30, 15, and 20 game In the playoffs Stuff, Crazy stuff like that Is what I expect to see from Luka this year And even if Porzingis Isn't the Porzingis that we know It it, it usually Proves true that Players step up in the playoffs Um, Unfortunately Dallas doesn't have a lot of you know, inexperienced guys. Most of the guys on that Dallas team are guys who have been in the playoffs before. It's not like they have a lot of young rookie players that they're relying on. You know, they've got guys like Maxie Kleber. They've got guys like Josh Richardson. Dorian Finney-Smith was a part of that Dallas team last year. They have J.J. Redick now, who has been fantastic for them. So if you look at this team, if they're running an eight-man rotation, they have great they have solid NBA players. They have great depth for the playoffs. And I see no reason why Luka can't do something special this year. Everyone made fun of him for his efficiency at the beginning of the year, rightfully so, because it, it was horrible. I mean. Yeah, yeah it, I did too.
2: He had, to, he had to put the team on his back, though, yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Now, that, now that his team is healthy, they're heading into the playoffs with so much momentum. I mean, if I'm the Clippers – I do not want to face the Mavericks again. That's that's like it's, their
2: playoff rival too, exactly. man. Exactly. They played them
1: last year and like
2: Yeah. It got like, scrappy. It got real scrappy between them. It was Marcus Morris and uh Luca or John each other and pushing each yeah, other and shit. Luca hit that buzzer beater, you know.
1: And then say they say they beat the Clippers. Their next matchup is Utah or Golden State, which if I'm being honest, those are probably some of the better matchups that I'll take in the playoffs when you look at teams like Denver and Phoenix and the Lakers. So the fact that they have to go through Utah Golden State next, say they beat the Clippers, and then they can let Denver, Portland, Phoenix, and the Lakers fight it out for uh, (laughs) the second round. I mean, one of those teams is going to be eaten alive.
2: So It's going to be a It's possible, man. It's totally
1: possible. You're you're so
2: right. You literally just summed summed it all up. (laughs) You summed it all up right there. And honestly, like – what you're saying about Luca, I think, holds true now more than ever, especially the way he's played in the clutch <clears> this season. Like, literally, the ball's in Luca's hands, and it's a close game within like the last couple minutes. I'm confident as hell that Luca's going to win you the ball game. He's either going to go on like a 10 0 scoring assist run, or he's going to hit the buzzer beater to seal the deal.
1: You know, I'm changing my second. This is tied for my first favorite moment going back to that segment a second ago, that (laughs) game, uh, the Mavericks game against the Celtics where Luca hit that buzzer beater. That's uh, I was watching that game with my roommate and we both absolutely lost it.
2: Was that the one like a game, like one or two before the Grizzlies buzzer beater. Yeah. I was watching that one too. And me and my boy were just going nuts the whole time. He was just carrying. It was insane. No, that's a great pick, but, but I'm going with Denver. I think, uh, we we said it earlier, man. They literally just didn't miss a step after losing their second best player. I think uh, MPJ was averaging 20 before the injury and is up to like 25 since the injury. Yeah. So obviously he just hasn't like missed a step. And he was saying it last year in the playoffs. He wants more touches. So the fact that he already had that mindset and he's kind of going into the playoffs with this really, really hot streak going – it's going to be fun to watch. And like I said, they need, they're going to have like Monte Morris and uh, Will Barton come back. Them on top of Marcus Howard playing a lot better. Fra- Facundo Composo, have you say his first name. <laughs> Facundo yeah, he's been playing great lately too, man. I, I really don't see how you can count them out. Uh, like I said, their defense really isn't like the most solid, but it's, it's, it gets them there. You know, I think they could go toe-to-toe with any team in the league.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a good pick.
0: I, I do want to say something about Facundo Composite. Why does everyone hate him? Like I have no him? clue.
1: He, okay, so he's a little um, chippy. A little, really? Chippy. He, he does. And I'm, he's an undersized today, European. That's, that's today, kind of how they all are. Right. <laughs> by today's standards, some people would. I wouldn't because I love the way he plays, and I think it's, like, hard. He's and, a hustler, Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't like how he plays because it's dirty, especially by today's standards.
0: Yeah, like players like Curry and like Lamello were clowning. I'm like, yo, what, what did he do? Do you? <laughs> uh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah.
2: Nah, I love watching him play. He drops dimes. He'll hit a deep three when he yeah, needs yeah. to. I mean, he's a short little uh, Argentinian yeah, dude just running around out there. It's fun to watch Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like...
0: <laughs> nah, I, I got to agree with Max. I, I, I think I had the Nuggets, but. Uh, i look and wanted to change my mind to the mavericks after like yeah, you
2: know, but I Alex, think yeah, that's a that's like
0: actually like, the perfect <laughs> but uh, i am gonna go with Negus for the same reason like no one like i think the expectations kind of got lowered by a lot of uh fans because b- before the jamal murray injury injury i think people would you know think like you know they can make the conference on it they actually could but like now they're like eh, eh, I mean they did lose Jamal Murray but I think with MPJ stepping up and like their whole team is still you know very good
3: I think they can, you know, be a dark horse team to the conference finals, but the the Mavericks one is so perfect. I, I got me. um, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna pick the Nuggets too. I'm just kidding. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I bro,
0: we gotta go Eastern Conference.
3: You to the Eastern Conference? Yeah, right. You really yeah. Oh, conference. come on, bro. I was legit thinking. Okay, okay. You know what? If you wanna make me do the Eastern, I'm gonna Everybody go with the, in the Eastern, Eastern
1: Conference. Right? That's outside of the third seat is frauds though. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's gonna um... be tough a
3: tough bit. Oh, I gotta look in this bracket real quick.
2: I'll, ma- I'll make the case for the Knicks right now.
3: All right, so no. enough. fair enough.
2: They are probably one of the ten hottest teams in the league right now. Maybe not record-wise, but in terms of momentum. They're rolling right now. And when and New
1: York gonna... is behind you,
2: anything is possible. Boy, right. They're gonna see. I mean, yeah, they're probably gonna get Philly in the second round, but like that's that East Coast battle, man. That's the that's the closest thing they're gonna get to getting that battle of New York. And you know they want that battle of New York. So that battle, you know, they're going to see the Nets are on the horizon. So what they're going to do is they're going to go, they're going to take the Sixers the seven games by having New Noel and Julius Randle double-team Joel Embiid. So they're limited to having only Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. Obviously, that's not going to win you a playoff series. Julius Randle, yeah, he's probably going to get stopped a little bit, but his passing is going to be insane. R.J. Barrett, I'm predicting he's going to have a great, great series and playoffs from the three-point line. Watch out for the Knicks.
1: Um, all right, I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold. You, <laughs> see, you sold me when he said RJ was shooting it's, it's, threes in the it's,
0: playoffs. It's just
2: a... all about the Battle of New York, man. That's what the world wants. That's Dude, what uh, the league imagine wants. Imagine
0: if it's the Nets bad. and the Knicks yeah. face off in of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Holy shit, the marketing
3: on that. Honestly, I'm pumped up to see uh, the Nets versus the Wizards. Battle. Nets versus Wizards? Yeah.
2: So you're saying the Wizards going to be that dark horse team?
0: You think Wizards give me the
3: conference finals? <laughs> I'm going with That's it. the only way they could meet. I, I right now they play the Celtics. I mean, that's no, no, no. no, no. One. The, the,
0: the, the Wizards play the 76ers first round right
3: now, as of now. Yeah. Mm. The if the standings back.
1: shake out the way they sit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh no! Oh, they play well, the ers right? Well, they play,
0: they play the Seventy. They play the Celtics in the play-in tournament.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I would be surprised
1: if they beat the Celtics. If
3: I'm uh, you know I mean? yeah, God, I don't know, bro. This East is uh, there's a lot of dark courses in that side. The you guys lately, <laughs> it was the 76 series, the Bucks, and then the um, Nets, and then everybody else is like, what if They're like frauds, yeah, They're got, all, like, yeah. Frauds. like what if,
2: especially the Heat?
0: Oh, you, is, you can talk totally, about yes. Honestly, I just want to say that. I totally forgot. Is anybody
2: buying into the Heat propaganda?
1: Mm. Jimmy, Well, Jimmy Butler, you never know. To be honest, most annoying, most annoying fan base in the NBA. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree.
0: I do feel for Victor Oladipo though. He's 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 probably gonna be out for next season, even though yeah, I hate yeah, him. Was it
2: was it the same quad?
0: I, I'm not sure to be honest. I I know it was like a quad injury though. But it it
2: was know. it was a right quad injury. I'm not sure if that was the same one. I, I don't know. I think it's sound.
0: the
1: right one. I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't see him spending too much more time in the league. Really? Yeah,
0: people were talking about that. People were saying like he's gonna have to end up being like a, um, at most six man of the year kind of player. A Six man, uh, six at man. At most, of that's pretty yeah, optimistic.
2: Host. Exactly. Got to tune the ego down. Dude, like that's the only way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel bad for it because I, I, I mean, even though he left the Pacers, like we traded him, he was like, he felt his ego was so high where he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get a max contract this offseason, and like. You know, Do you think Sam. that he
2: resign
1: him in this offseason even? Maybe a sign-in. I could see them doing, like, a sign and trade. But, I again, can, who's trading for No, no. I could see maybe, like, a one-year deal, like, a, a vet minimum
0: deal or something like that. Like, who else would sign he's, he's injured. <laughs> he's not going to play next season.
1: And he's always injured. Like, yeah. this dude gets injured all the time.
0: Yep. Nope. He's been injured, like, the last four years or something, if I remember correctly. I got that's, yeah, question. that's pretty
3: crazy. I got a quick question. So, in the play of Torbett, if- Right now it's the Celtics versus the Wizards. So if the whoever wins that, basically, is the seventh seed, right?
1: Yeah. Whoever wins the first game in the play-in secures yeah. the seventh seed. The eighth okay. seed advances to the next round of the play-in tournament. The winner of the nine and the tenth seed will play the, the loser of the seven and the eight for the eighth seed.
3: Yep. Uh, okay. 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 So I I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a case for the Wizards, man. <laughs> they're gonna okay. All right. They gotta get the seven seed. They're gonna play the Nets. They won against the Nets in the playoffs. I mean, this is regular season. Okay. It was close. They might not have Harden in that time, but I feel like they can do it. And so Harden's back now, isn't
2: he? Yeah. I think
3: like the regular season they didn't have like the complete. Team. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, Kyrie, and then the Katie. Katie was absent sometimes, like whenever whenever they faced out. But they win against them. I feel like that's a good competition. It's fair enough because they're they both can't play defense. There's always gonna be offensive battle.
0: So in, in that case, it'd be the it'd be, it'd be like the Bucks playing the Wizards in the second round. You you think the Wizards could be the Bucks in the second round?
3: Look, <laughs> Look they're all frauds. I gotta go pick somebody, dude. I gotta I'm gonna pick with the Wizards. I'm gonna stick with them, man. I right, right, right.
0: respect,
2: respect. I respect, I respect. But is James Harden playing today? I know he came back like last night, but I got the game on right now. Like they could have him coming off the bench, maybe. He might be on a minutes restriction. Yeah, he, I, uh, I don't think he started or he's already been subbed in for. They
1: it. might have activated him, and then they may just not play him, depending on if they need to. If the game yeah. gets bad, they may play him.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. If they need to use him. Um, the last segment of the day, we're just, we're just going to react to the games that happened today. Um, the Warriors versus Hornets game, the Warriors versus Grizzlies game, the Knicks versus Celtics game. Let me, let me get some reactions out of those games.
1: So I can only sp- – ooh, wow, big Whoa, voice crack. Holy voice crack cow. Holy Puberty's <laughs> back, baby. Let's go.
2: Oh <laughs> like, that one
1: hit. All right. So, so, <laughs> so the, only, the only games that I can actually react to are the Wizards and the Hornets and then the uh, Warriors versus Grizzlies. That Wizards versus Hornets game, whew, wow, that is one of the most – Fun games that I've watched this season. I enjoyed watching that game as much as, if not more, than any other game I've watched this season. Granted, at nine o'clock tonight, I'm probably going to enjoy OKC versus the Clippers about a billion times more. But that's a story <laughs> for the future. Oh, and man. that Wizards versus Hornets game, like we got vintage 2017 MVP Russell Westbrook it's, that game. Uh, he put that game on his shoulders and he's like, you know what? Bradley Beal's not playing well. I haven't played entirely fantastic and efficiently. I'm putting this team on my back, and we are going to win this freaking game. And that is exactly what he did. He was getting clutch rebounds. He was getting his teammates open shots. And he was an absolute bucket, driving in the lane, creating all that gravity, kicking out to three-point shooters. He had that clutch three, and basically that was the beginning of the end for the Hornets i mean this game was absolutely electric i have not enjoyed watching a game like that in a long time that game was something else and if you didn't see it honestly go back and watch it because it was fun it (laughs) was a fun game to watch uh, dude westbrook was insane like he was
0: at some points of the game he was like hovering on like on the paint and like he was like scoring in the paint like as like not even like driving he was just like Standing in the paint, just scoring on the inside. And, like, I remember, like, one pass to Bradley Beal. Like, Bradley Beal was, like, on the inside. like It was, like, an insane cut. And, like, he fought him instantly. Dude, Westbrook was insane today. For sure. I mean, that was a great choice. For sure.
2: Unfortunately, I missed that one. I was helping my girlfriend move in this morning. But, you know, after we got through all that stuff, I was able to sit down and watch some of that Knicks-Celtics game. And it was just so exciting to watch the Knicks, like, literally will themselves into the playoffs like that. I mean, they kind of had a little lead against the Celtics going in the end, but the Celtics weren't going away. And it was really just Julius Randle and their defense just holding down the fort. Maryland's uh, Noel actually had a couple big stops at the end of the game, so that was pretty cool. But it was mostly just fun watching Julius Randle go to work. And then uh, after that, I was able to sit down for that Golden State-Memphis game, which uh, I had to tune in to watch the State boys, Jaron Jackson, Xavier Tillman. Shout out MSU, baby. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I mean, but the biggest thing I think we can take away from that game was the impact of Dylan Brooks. Uh, oh, they yeah. showed this, They showed the statistic of it was uh, with Brooks guarding Curry, he had 11 points and was like 4 for 14. And uh, with anybody else guarding him, he had like 28 points and it was like way worse. And that was before Brooks fouled out and Curry put up more points. So it obviously got much worse, but... Another thing, obviously, from the perimeter defense of Dylan Brooks, that's going to be huge from them if they want to make like any noise in the playoffs. Uh, they got, what, that nine seed now, and they're going to be playing San Antonio. So I think they can probably make it through that game, but they need John Morant to be better from outside. Uh, if you watch that game, the Golden State was pretty much just giving them everything from outside. And Jackson also needs that. I mean, I know he's missed a lot of time, but like the rust on him today was pretty hard to watch. He was dropping like wide open passes and just out of position, not boxing guys out. It was kind of little annoying stuff like that, that really, it really hurt them late in the game too, because he was getting big mids because he's one of their big players. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, which is just that rust and you want to win games. Like sometimes it's just not the best thing to have your better guys out there. I don't know. It was tough to watch, but I'm really hoping he can turn around for the playoffs. I, I want to see Memphis. I love watching that team. I want to see them make it through the play, and obviously, if they have to face the Lakers, I don't want to see them do that. But
1: yeah. I, I like John Morant a lot, but he's got a way to go.
2: He's yeah, got, yeah, uh, right. He's
1: got, he's got some improvements he's got to make. I, and I've watched I don't him think a lot. We, Go ahead.
2: We didn't really notice that too, like until this year. Like going into this year, he kind of had all the makings of like a future superstar.
1: Yeah, it's just the sophomore slump. I think I don't think he's like on a generational talent level, like some people probably said when he first came into the league. Yeah, but I still think he has the potential to be that, you know, superstar. Mm-hmm. I think the this is you know the definition of a sophomore slump. But he's he's got a long way to go, man. He's yeah. got a lot of flaws in his game that
0: he yeah. Has to fix. I don't think he necessarily had a slump, but he didn't like have that you know drastic
1: improvement that people like and expect him to have. I
0: think he had, like that's a Dion
2: jump exactly. The, exactly. the slump
1: I'm talking about is his, his efficiency mainly. Oh, okay, been, okay, okay. Efficiency okay. wise, he's been pretty bad this yeah, year, like shooting wise, especially for for a point guard. Like he, yeah. he's got to be better. He's just got to be better. That's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Grizzlies in the playoffs, but I think that would mean the Warriors don't make the playoffs. Do you think? Do you think yeah. the Grizzlies make the playoffs over the Warriors,
2: Max? Yeah, I think they have a chance to beat them for sure. I mean, I, I mean, sense. literally outside of Steph Curry, the Warriors don't really have much going for him. Jordan Poole has been hitting his shots lately. Yeah, uh, most Draymond has been playing good. Yeah, exactly. Draymond Green has been Draymond Green, but, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't trust the Warriors. I, I mean, that's I, 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 I like I, it. I, I trust the team chemistry of the Grizzlies maybe a little more than I should, but <laughs> I'm 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 just riding with them dogs.
0: I, I respect I respect it. I, I think the Warriors winning just because of Curry. I mean, Curry, I, I think Curry's. I mean, like the Warriors are going to be eight seed. I mean, uh, this may sound super bold, but I wouldn't be. Su- I don't know if I want to say this because you guys probably going to hate this. Say it. I don't. I don't know say if he is, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be super surprised if the Warriors somehow pull off an upset versus the Jazz if they get to the 8th seed. I wouldn't be I would super be shocked. I would, I would be shocked know. if that happened. Because I, I can't really think of anybody on the Jazz that could guard Curry. Well,
2: think of, think of one person in general. I'll, yeah, I'll, okay, yeah, okay sure,
1: sure, sure. But like, <laughs> like, no one, I don't think anybody can exactly slow him down. I don't the, know. Thi- the thing that makes Curry so great is his gravity when he takes it inside the paint and you know Steph's still going to get his mm-hmm. but that gravity becomes somewhat eliminated when you have such an interior presence like Rudy Gobert. Right. So I think if there's any team that matches up really nicely mm-hmm. against the Warriors it's got to be the Jazz especially when you think about the Jazz depth like
2: yeah. that perimeter team, defense that team, too, you know.
1: That team is not guarding that Jazz team. I mean, Steph Curry's oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. defensive impact is pretty weak. Their best defenders, Draymond Green or Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins, whoever yeah. you, you can pretty much pick, whoever you want for that. But, like, I, I would be, I would, it would be one of the more surprising upsets in NBA history if they somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Be, that's what
0: I was like. Crazy. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised just because of Curry, just, just because of how, how <laughs> insane Curry's been playing all year. You're but, I can't but, but, but other than that, yeah, you're right. Like, Jazz Seth
2: Curry so could probably others. find the cure for cancer, and it wouldn't surprise me just because yeah. he's Steph he's man. He's Steph man. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, shit. Or Curry you're man. right. You're
2: right. Curry man is what. Curry it man. Is. <laughs> yeah, he's Curry man.
3: Um, no, the games that I watched was like uh, the Wizards game, and then the Warriors. I only watched like the last three minutes of the Warriors, but mm-hmm. those three minutes were basically so fun to watch, and like it was amazing. And like he, this man was doing so every single time. This whole like the past month, when I see Curry plays, like. Basically, a two K player that I make a playmaking shot created legit. He just be jumping, throwing those threes out of nowhere, and like he makes those in, and it's so fun to watch this guy. But um, like honestly, if I wanted to see one of those teams go and make a uh, like you know in a series, and who would be more fun to watch, I probably would go with the Warriors just because of the fact that Stephen Curry's playing. Yeah, And,
0: yeah, he's, that's in right.
3: baseball baseball now, and he's hot. Um, but that Wizard versus Hornets game, it was bad. That game was so fun. I was like everybody, like you know, who would watch it. Like you know, they can say that both teams put it out in the line, but it's the warrior. The Wizards had Russell Westbrook who wanted him more, and he was like, he 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 was pushing it. The, even when they were down eleven, like they were scored three, yeah. but then the opponents would make a push back, and like mm-hmm. it was a fight. And then Bradley Beal, I think we were talking about it earlier. we like we were texting, we're like yo, Beal doesn't look good. He's he's, he's
0: yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. hurting
3: him. Like but. You know that whole team fought and they got it. That's what they've been doing. I like honestly, I have more confidence in the Wizards making it through because they all this all this whole season was basically like them in the last minute of the like you know the game they had to do something and they were always down and they made it happen. And so you know like you know going to the you know the series, they have a they're on a, they have momentum. So it's gonna be fun to watch, definitely. Um, but they
2: could for sure be Boston in that first round.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, so I haven't heard
2: much of the Hornets from today. Oh, what you, say what you said about the about Boston.
0: Oh, I think Boston's – Like we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think we were talking about like Boston, you know, finally being in the upward trend, and then they went straight down to the downward trend the second we started talking about them. Okay. So it's like I don't know what kind of Boston team we're gonna get in the playoffs because like they were they were like for a couple of like a couple of weeks they were like you know upward trend we we're like oh they're they're going back to what we thought they're going to be like Kemba before yes, as well. Scoring forty exactly. a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now they're like on a downward trend. They're number seven seed. I mean, because of it. So we I
3: mean, we were talking. We, we, at that time they were the fourth seed, and we they, they, we, we basically talked about like how, if they would be able to sustain the fourth seed over the Knicks. But that at that point they all they basically like lost. They kept losing. Yeah. I think. And then I think uh, Brown got injured. Oh yeah, Jalen Brown's but out. Yeah, he yeah, was out for the true. season. That is, that is yeah. huge. Yeah. So that is basically so more like a reason for me, like yeah, it's battle. It's an even battle, like because like they got Tatum and Smart, and they got and then the winners Ooh. got Beale and uh, Westbrook. So it's like whoever wins, it was gonna win. But
0: then I we know. can definitely see Katie versus uh, Westbrook in the playoffs. Then actually, oh
2: man, that is fact. Uh, the now streets
1: needed. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would that would be. I mean the. I don't know if you can see the headlines. Oh, rematch,
3: league. cupcake, cupcake. You know. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> saw that. So, uh, so,
2: I th- so, so your Pacers play the Hornets, and I haven't heard much about the Hornets. Mm,
0: okay, so, so, so
2: watching them play, give me, give me the lowdown.
0: It, honestly, it will depend on how we, uh, if we're healthy, like if we're healthy for the plan, like not fully out there. Like TJ Warren's going to be out. Uh, I don't know if Miles is going to come back. Uh, Malcolm Bogdan will come back. I, I, I honestly, I. Don't want us to win. I honestly I don't want us to win if I'm being completely honest. Yeah,
1: I'd take the lottery pick at this point.
0: I honestly don't want us to win if I'm being completely honest. Because like we're just not healthy. Like, what's the point? Like, we're not yeah. I, I, our, our full team is not you're jail. not gonna like, make a run. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not I'm not expecting more. like even like the the inner homer in me wants us to go to the finals somehow with Karis Lever dropping 40 a game. It's just not going to happen. I mean, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Hornets, they have a lot of players like Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham. They can shoot. Lamella Ball, obviously, we know what LaMelo Ball can do. He looks rough right now. Yeah. He looks he but Miles
2: Bridges has stepped uh, up. That's been boring, he, he had 30,
0: like five 30, blocks 24. today. Yeah, it was insane. Damn, really? <laughs> yeah, it was insane. So, I mean, I'd rather lose, to be honest. Uh, I really don't care, to be honest. Makes sense.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think if you're Charlotte or Indiana, you take the lottery pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right.
0: Like what's the point? Like honestly, what's the point? But then again, I mean, I think Charlotte has some incentive just cuz just to give LaMelo some playoff experience cuz they yeah, have a lot of young from, players.
1: I know James Borrego is probably trying to keep his coaching job and everything, right. and I think he's he's been good enough to keep his job. I think regardless oh, yeah. of what happens he'll yeah, will fine. I agree. But I agree. It's like f- to keep Charlotte as a relevant NBA team, you kind of got to you got to try.
2: Yeah, Um, exactly. I was about to say, that's really the biggest thing for them is kind of like, yeah, just trying and like wanting to win, showing that you're a competent franchise because, you know. From
1: a culture standpoint.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's building blocks, you know, because that was the biggest thing for the Knicks at the beginning of the year. And, like, I remember we were talking, like, with the Cavaliers, like, at the way beginning of the year, and they were playing really good. Everyone was talking about, like, how deep this draft is. And so that kind of has made it really tricky for a lot of the teams that, like, the lower parts of the standings to like try and decipher whether or not they want to, you know, try and like uplift their city and uplift their franchise, or if they want to, you know, continue building for the future and help themselves out later on down the line. It's yeah, an interesting topic.
0: Definitely. I, I see like Gordon Hamer is likely out for the Hornets for the play-in, so I don't know. That would be big. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been out for like 20 plus game, 20, 30 plus games this season, so – I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be interested to see how how would that. I mean, it's honestly, if I'm being honest, that that game is gonna be boring. Uh, like, there, <laughs> yeah, I probably. I, I I if I, I was be, like a general, I'll episode. watch it, but
1: I won't pay too much attention. Exactly. Be, if that was a yeah. general,
0: episode, I wouldn't watch it. There's like other games I would rather watch. Mm. But yeah, I, I think that ends our episode tonight. Um, thank you all for watching the episode. If you guys did enjoy, please subscribe to the channel or follow us on Spotify. Uh, peace out.
2: Peace guys.